the thief comes not, except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, formerly Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Okay, Joshua 1.8. This book, somebody say this book. Let's read it together. One go. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make your way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. Somebody say, I make my way prosperous. I have good success. I make my way prosperous. I have good success. Alright, so the book has been given to us. And what we do with the book will determine whether we'll make our way prosperous or we'll have good success. Praise the Lord. And so we've been seeking to explore what in the book empowers us for success. What in the book will help us to achieve success the way God has ordained it to be. God is raising up a leader who happened to be one of the greatest leaders of all time. Joshua, he was very successful leader. In all his military campaigns, apart from the one Achan put trouble on his head, all his military campaigns he won. All his military campaigns he won. He was such a great success. What made him successful? Looking at the background he came from. I mean, when you look at the background of Joshua, it gives us a lot of assurance that no matter our background or our unique circumstance, we can all make it. Somebody say, I can make it. Uh, Joshua came from a very traditional background. Culturally, they were raised in poverty. They were raised in slavery. So imagine that somebody is raised as a slave. After 400 years of slavery, slave trade in America and all, there are a lot of people in America who are still working with slave mentality. So they are in a land that is described as a land of opportunities. And yet... Their lives is a definition of failure. Why? Because until the mind is changed, life cannot change. And that's what the book does to us. The Bible said, this book of the law shall not depart. God did not give Joshua money. He did not give him a house. He gave him a book. And you and I have the same book in our hands. What we do with it will determine whether or not we experience success. So we said that the book is a symbol of knowledge. Somebody say knowledge. knowledge. Success begins with knowledge. The foundation in the school of success. The first class you must attend in order to experience success in your life is a class called knowledge. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 8 verse 10, choose my instruction rather than silver and knowledge rather than pure gold. He says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Alright, so we've explored knowledge in diverse ways, but 
in the week before the interjection, we were looking at two kinds of knowledge. Somebody say two kinds of knowledge. Say two kinds of knowledge. Okay, and that we picked from 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 to 14. But as it is written, I had not seen nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. But God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. Then he says in verse number 11, For what man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received. Somebody say we have received. We have received. Say I have received. I have received. Now we have received not the spirit of a well, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God. Which things also we speak. Somebody say the things we speak. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Somebody say, which man teacheth? Okay, so we establish that there is a wisdom which man teacheth, and there is a wisdom which the Holy Ghost teacheth. These are two different dimensions of knowledge. There is a knowledge that comes to us, when we sit in a classroom and we are taught by letters and by teachers. And then there's a knowledge that comes to us when we sit by the book of life and the Holy Ghost begins to unfold to us the word of life. The Bible says, with things we speak, in words, with man's wisdom teacheth, but with the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Praise the Lord. So we said that there is knowledge that comes to us through sense knowledge. What we see, what we hear, they all give us some kind of knowledge. The Bible said the labor of the foolish wearied every one of them because he knoweth not how to go into the city. And in the weeks past, we looked at how sense knowledge can be acquired. We looked at several ways, about nine to ten ways through which we can acquire sense knowledge. Today, I want to walk you through the supreme knowledge. Somebody say supreme knowledge. Uh-huh. This knowledge, you don't have to go to school to get it. Not all of us may have the privilege of formal education, but all of us have the privilege of Holy Ghost education. And when the Holy Ghost educates you, he educates you very well. Somebody say an Amen. The Bible says, which things we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. When the Holy Ghost teaches you, he teaches you to stick. When the Holy Ghost teaches you, he teaches you to excel. You will excel in the name of Jesus. The Bible said the deep things of God can only be assessed. There are things of God and there are deep things of God. Somebody say deep things of God. The deep things of God cannot be acquired through sense knowledge. The deep things of God comes to us through revelation knowledge. The Bible says we have not received the things of the world, but we have received the spirits of God that we might know the things which are freely given to us by God. Proverbs chapter 1 gives us an understanding of what revelation knowledge is about. Revelation knowledge, Proverbs 1.23. Turn at my rebuke. 
Surely I will pour out my spirit upon you and I will make my words known unto you. Somebody say, I will pour my spirit. Say, I will pour my spirit. Alright, so in order to access revelation knowledge, it comes through the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. You cannot access revelation knowledge without the Holy Ghost. There are many things people know because they have gone to school. But you see, what will set you apart from others is not the common knowledge we share in school with people. Because that's common knowledge. But the revelation knowledge that God gives you will set you apart from all else. I see you set apart. Unlike sense knowledge that comes to us through our mind, revelation knowledge is revealed unto us through our spirit. Somebody say, my spirit. In the book of Proverbs 20, verse 29, he said, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of his belly. The spirit of man. Somebody say, my spirit. And that's why it's important that you take charge of your spirit, you take control of your spirit. Your spirit is a candle through which God communicates to you. That's why your capacity to receive revelation knowledge is only enhanced or activated when you get born again. He said you cannot receive the things of God. The natural man cannot receive the things of the spirit of God. Why? Because he's not born again. There is no way he can appreciate spiritual realities and spiritual truth. This morning, my assignment is to help you to know how to position yourself to receive revelation knowledge. How do I receive revelation knowledge? This knowledge is superior. This knowledge is critical. It puts you above. It's a spiritual knowledge. You are about to start a business. All the parameters in the natural, they say, is good. You can go ahead. But revelation knowledge in your spirit will tell you, pause. Pause, pause, pause. And you may not even have any tangible reason why in the natural you should pause. But when you listen to that voice, you see that success is coming your way. Somebody shout an amen. Amen. Shout a better amen. Amen. Right. How do I position myself to receive revelation knowledge? Quickly. There was one man in scripture who walked in unusual revelation. And in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 1 to 4. He said, it is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. This is Paul. He said, I don't want to boast. But if you provoke me, I will boast a little. Then he says, in my boasting, I'm coming to tell you about something. It is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. But I will come to visions and revelations. Somebody say visions and revelations. Yeah, He said, I want to talk to you about visions and revelations visions and revelations he says i know a man in christ who 14 years ago (laughs) whether in the body i do not know and whether out of the body i do not know god knows such a one was caught up to the third heaven most bible theologians believe that he was talking about himself yes and he says i know a man who was caught up into the third heavens go to verse number three He says, I know such a man, whether in the body or not, how he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. That's revelation. Revelation is what when you speak, some people want to stone you. Jesus said that, I and my father are one. Immediately, 
they picked up stones and they wanted, the Jews picked up stones and they wanted to stone him. When you say that you cannot die before your time, some people say, hey, who are you? All men die. But they don't know that as for me and the children whom the Lord had given me, we are for signs and for wonders. The Bible says that to whom the word of God came, he made them gods. And I've said, all of you are gods and you are children of the most high God. Somebody say, I'm a child of God. Revelation knowledge. Every time you, you begin to talk revelation, because a lot of people operate on the sense knowledge realm, when you talk revelation, they get angry. How can you say you cannot be poor? How can I say I will be poor? When the Bible said he became poor, that I through his poverty might be made rich. Am I communicating here at all? When you talk revelation, even you yourself, sometimes Satan tells you you are deceiving yourself. Because he doesn't want you to talk the reality of what God is saying. Apostle Paul said, I heard words which are inexpressible. You cannot articulate it. When you speak it, people cannot understand. You see, most of the time, the Jewish people and the Pharisees, most of their greatest problems came when Jesus began to speak revelation. Every time he spoke revelation, they were out of the world. They got angry. Who are you? He said, before Abraham was, I am. They say, ah, who are you? You are not even 50 years. You are telling us before Abraham was, you were. Who are you? But he, they did not know in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. At the time they were judging him by age, he had become the word made flesh. But he had been in existence. He was in the beginning with God. Are you here with me? Okay, so this is Paul. He said, I will come to visions and revelations. I heard words that I could not articulate. Now, when you come to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, they always go to verse 7. Lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelation. May you walk in abundance of revelation. You see, the more revelations you receive, the better you live. You live above the natural. You live above the ordinary life. When you walk in Revelation, it puts you above. He says, I will come to visions and revelation, lest I should be exalted above measure because of the abundance of revelations which was given unto me. A thorn was given to me in my flesh, a messenger of the devil to buffet me. Our concern is abundance of revelation. What did Apostle Paul do to access abundance of revelation? One man. One man wrote several too many things what did he do number one paul became a spiritual man somebody say a spiritual man okay so that is when our series in the second service becomes so important living as a spiritual man if you are going to access revelation you have to be in the spirit Revelation does not come to us in the natural. It comes to us in the spirit. The Bible says in Revelations 1.10, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I, and I heard. I was in the spirit in the Lord's day and I heard. You don't hear inexpressible words in being earthly minded. Paul said this man was caught where? Into the third heavens and he heard inexpressible words. That is how revelation only comes. When you live your life in the spirit, you access truths that are beyond the natural. I was in the spirit and I heard. 
I was in the spirit. I was in the spirit. The Bible said the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. So if you are going to receive the things of the spirit of God, which includes revelation, you have to be a spiritual man. Somebody say, I'm a spiritual man. And the natural man is one who is not born again. The carnal man is the one who is born again, but inactive to the things of the spirit. The spiritual man is the one who flows with the frequency of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say an amen. amen. Paul used to be a natural man. He was persecuting the church as a natural man. He had license and he went from city to city troubling the people. He said that I used to be a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. So when Paul eventually encountered God, he said, when he pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. Until revelation knowledge hit Paul, there was no way the man could fulfill his destiny. He was ordained to be an apostle to the Gentiles. He was ordained to write a greater portion of the New Testament. But until he encountered revelation, he was living his life like an ordinary man. You won't be alive like an ordinary man. Shout a better amen. Amen. Number two, be thirsty and hungry for it. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst, for they shall be filled. Be hungry and thirsty. I realize that revelation knowledge does not just come to anybody. It comes to those who are hungry. It comes to those who desire for it. Look at what the Bible says. Isaiah 55. Oh, everyone that thirsted, come ye to the waters. You know that water is a symbol of the word of God. That he might sanctify and cleanse it by the washing of water by the word. He says, come to the waters. What will make you pick up your Bible in the middle of the night and read? What will make you want to pick up your Bible and want to listen to the word of God in your spirit? What will make you want to study the word of God habitually? It has to be a hunger. Somebody say a hunger. hunger. Everything you are hungry for, you make time for. There is no way you'll be hungry and you won't make time to eat. You are not hungry. If you are genuinely hungry, oh, I'm too busy, I don't have time to eat. You are not hungry. When hunger really hits you, you will drop whatever you are doing and find food to eat. When you are not hungry for the word of God, you say you don't have time. But when you are hungry for the word, you will create the time for it. He said, everyone not tested, come ye to the waters. Then he said, he that have no money, come ye buy. Eat, yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. You know the price and the money? It is your hunger. That is the price. It's the price. You are not buying with physical money, but you are buying with the price of hunger. Hunger. He says, go to verse 2. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? You spend money for that which is not what? Uh You invest time. You spend money for that which is not bread. Because we are told in John chapter 6 verse 27. He said, labor not for the meat which perisheth, but labor for the meat which endureth to everlasting life. So he says, you spend money for that which is not bread. And then he says, you labor for which, for that which satisfy not, hacking diligently to me, and eat that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in. Let your soul delight itself in what? Fatness. Go to verse number 10. For as the rain cometh down from heaven. Now, 
That's where it comes from. The thirst. When you are thirsty, the word will come to you like rain. I see the word come to you like rain. He said, for as the rain cometh down from heaven, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not either, but watereth the earth, and maketh it to bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that we go forth. It go forth to who? The one who is thirsty, the one who is hungry, that is the one the word comes to. God does not pour revelation to just anyone. He gives it to those who are hungry. He said, I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and flask upon the dry ground. I see revelation coming to your spirit. Number three is prayer. Somebody say prayer. Prayer. This is a very spiritual book. Somebody say my Bible is a spiritual book. Yeah. If you are going to understand the Bible, you need to be a man of prayer. You need to be a man of prayer. You cannot assess revelation from the word without prayer. Apostle Paul was a man of prayer. In 1 Corinthians 14, verse 18, he said, I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than ye all. Praying in the spirit. Praying in the spirit. The more you pray in the spirit, the more your spirit is enlarged and open to receive. If you are going to receive revelation from God's word, you need to be a man of prayer, a woman of prayer, praying, spending quality time praying in the spirit. How did Daniel and his friends access revelation at a very crucial moment in their lives? When their lives hung in the balance, when it was a choice between life and death, they access revelation on the altar of prayer. Let's look at Daniel chapter 2 verse 16 to 19. He says, so Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time. Time to do what? Time to pray. When you are overwhelmed with life and you are contemplating on what to do, that is the time to set some time aside and begin to seek the face of God. The Bible said, they went in and said, give us time to pray that he may tell the king the interpretation. Then look at this, verse 17. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah and his companions, that they might seek the message of God from the God of heaven concerning this secret, so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then was a secret. Somebody said, then was a secret. The secret was not revealed until they spent time in prayer. Secrets are always unfolded to people who spend quality time in prayer. There are secrets on your life. There are secrets that concern your health. There are secrets. Within this book, the Bible is a book of secrets. The one that you access is the one you walk in. When you discover the secret on prosperity from the word, it will work in your life. When you discover the secret of divine health from the word, you begin to walk in the reality of a saint. And you cannot assess it without revelation. It has to be revealed to you. Then was the secret revealed to Daniel. And there's a prayer that you have to learn to constantly pray for yourself. Look at Ephesians chapter 1 verse 15 to 17. Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and love for all the saints, cease not to give thanks unto God for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Then he says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and... Oh, say the spirit of wisdom and... The spirit of wisdom and revelation. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. It sets you apart. 
When the wisdom of God begins to find expression in you, it sets you apart. The wisdom, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. God gives it to those who ask. And I pray that you will leave here becoming hungry for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. In the mighty name of Jesus. Shout a better amen. He says, I cease not to give thanks to God for you. I cease not. This is one prayer you must not cease praying for yourself. I pray for myself every day. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. The spirit of wisdom. Because there are too many things you don't know. Even in the natural sense, no matter how scholarly you are, you will still be limited in knowledge. Those who are PhDs, there are specialties in a, speci a very narrow field of study. There is nobody who says, I have a PhD, and so I know everything. The late Mass Moreau had about three or four PhDs. And even with him, he was still limited in knowledge. Because if you have a PhD in economics, uh, at best, you're a specialist when it comes to economics. But when it comes to finance, you may be bankrupt. But when the Spirit of God comes upon you, it gives you knowledge beyond the natural. Look at the man by the name of Solomon. The Bible said he spoke of trees. He spoke all kinds of things. There was no language the man could not speak. He was so sharp. Why? God gave him wisdom and insight. You'll be able to communicate about things that you have not naturally learned about, but you have an understanding and appreciation for them. May the spirit of wisdom hit your life. May the spirit of knowledge hit your spirit. Take your seat. It sets you apart. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. Number four. Paul assessed abundance of revelation because he was studious. Somebody say studious. You have to be studious. You have to be studious. Study. Somebody say study. Uh -huh. Study to show thyself. Approve unto God a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If you want to avoid shame, you need to be studious. Study the word. Study. Study. The sons of Sceva were ashamed. The Bible said the demon pounced on them. <laughs> and they left naked. That is a symbol of shame. They left it because they didn't know anything. They didn't know anything. And there are a lot of us. We know a lot of natural stuff. But when it comes to spiritual things, you are so empty and shallow. Yeah, you know so much about this, that, that, that. But when it comes to spiritual things, you are so shallow and empty-minded. No. Be studious. The Bible said this book. Somebody says this book. And your study must begin with the word of God. Somebody say the word. Joshua 1, a this book of a law shall not depart from your mouth. So you have to be studious. Apostle Paul was so studious. Even while he was awaiting his execution in prison, the man was still studying. He told them, he said, bring me my books and the parchment. I want to die learning. Receive the grace to be a learner. Now let me tell you, it's great. I read biographies whenever I have time. I watch documentaries. But let me tell you something. The greatest biography for success is the word of God. The greatest, the greatest, the greatest, the greatest. 
the greatest. I mean, when you go into the world, you see all the people, their assets and their liabilities. Ordinary people. You look at Gideon, a man who had such a low self-esteem, rising up to become a champion. You look at Joshua. When Moses died, he wanted to die with Moses. So he was mourning. God said, now Joshua, Moses is dead. Arise! And when he arose, with courage and boldness, he became an outstanding. You look at Moses. He said, I'm a stammerer. I don't know how to speak. And yet this man rose up to become a mighty deliverer in Egypt. All of them. David was a very outstanding military man. But he had issues. In spite of his issues, he fulfilled destiny. Am I communicating you? Now, when you get to see, you get exposed to all of these people. And you see, in spite of their limitations and their weakness, because most of the time, the reason why a lot of us, we cut ourselves off from success and we don't think that we can make it is because we are so overwhelmed with the wrong knowledge we have about ourselves. That's why biographies become come handy. When you read biographies, you get to see that the people you admire, the people who have succeeded, and you so admire, and you think that they are great, they also had their own fears. They had their own fears. You get to see their failures. In the West, most people who have accomplished great feats, the moment they finish or they retire, they write biographies. But Africans, they don't write anything. I don't know why. We don't like to write biographies at all. Yeah. Because if somebody, a young man, has presidential or political ambition, and President Akufado, you see how many times he failed? Huh? Uh-huh. If you write something like this, for somebody who has tried parliamentary and has failed, tried the assemblyman and has failed, tried all of those things, and he's thinking of giving up, he looks at your story and says, no, Akufado went how many times and made it? I can still make it. Am I complicating here? Now, that's, that's when the Bible comes in. In the Bible, God's word is so true that it doesn't hide the weaknesses of strong people. We see the weaknesses of strong people. You see a man like Samson, when he stretches his arm, all the Philistines are consumed. But he had a challenge. Praise God. But he was still useful in the hands of God. Moses had a temper issue. Yesterday I was speaking to one of my daughters. I was telling her to get involved with something. And she was telling me about some challenges. I said, listen, all of us, we have challenges. Oh. No, 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 no. God cannot find a man without a challenge to use. If you are waiting to be perfected, to be used of God, you will never be used by God. God has people who have liabilities. But those people must learn to depend on him and not on themselves. When you cast yourself on God, your liabilities become assets in his hands. Can somebody say an amen? amen? When you learn to cast yourself on God. That's what happens. Moses had a serious temper issue. When Moses gets angry, nobody will stop him. Not even God. He says, stretch the rod. He says, you people, stiff-necked people. So how long am I going to talk? Pa, pa. That was Christ. The rock that followed them was Christ. And Jesus was supposed to die once. And Moses struck him twice. God said, Akwawe. Man, you ain't seen China book or so confusion. Are you with me here? Yeah. Abraham. Oh, that guy can lie. <laughs> Father of faith. <laughs> you look at his wife. He said, Tell them you are my sister. <laughs> I want to leave. I don't want to die. I want to leave. Tell them you are my sister. 
tell them you are my sister. Then he will introduce his wife as a sister. Then they will give him a lot of money. Then when they finish, <laughs> he will just step out and go. I don't know anyone. There's a series that is developing in my spirit. Yeah. About the people God uses. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And I, I, I think I need to do that so that it will help some of us to be able to avail ourselves for the work of God. Because a lot of us think that we are not useful. We cannot be used. But when you look at yourself and you assess yourself and you see all your liabilities, that should make you more convinced that God can use you. You see, God likes to use people who have liabilities so that they will not take the glory. He says, I have chosen. You know your calling, brethren. How that not many wise men after the flesh have been called. Not many noble men after the flesh have been called. Not, mighty, not mighty, ma many mighty men after the flesh. But God has chosen the foolish that no man shall glory in his presence. Somebody say an amen. amen. So God's word. Somebody say God's word. The Bible said, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Study the word. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, that standeth in the way of sinners. So that's one. Reading the word. Somebody say reading the word. Reading Study the word. and read the word. Listen, the Bible is said that even if you don't understand what you are reading, keep reading. Keep what? Reading. Keep reading. Keep reading. Keep reading. Understanding will come when you need it most. Keep reading. Get the thing. The Bible said that word I have hidden in my heart. Read it as you read it. You are hiding it in your heart. And when it matters most, understanding will come. Read it. Read the Bible. Read it. Read it on daily basis. Number two is listen to the word daily. Listen. Somebody say listen. Listen. God's word is spirit. The Bible said the words I speak unto you, they are spirit and what? They are alive. Listen. And that's when the podcast comes in handy. Every day, make sure at least you listen to one sermon. It will shape your life. It will make you wiser. It will cause you to increase in wisdom and revelation. The Bible said that the spirit came into me as he spoke. Somebody say, as he spoke. As he spoke. And he set me up on my feet. I listened carefully to his words. Listen, listen, listen. The discipline of listening to the word of God. 15 minutes, 30 minutes, daily. Plan, program, and listen to the word of God daily. It's one of the most important disciplines of my life. Listen to the word. Listen to the word. Listen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And of course, engage in habitual discussion with people of like-minded. Engage, discuss the word. Stop discussing people. Little minds discuss people. Discuss the word of God. Discuss. Instead of lying on the bed at night with your wife, discussing somebody in church. Let her bring one scripture from Revelation, bring one from Joshua, and be discussing it. What do you think about this scripture? That is more edifying. Somebody's hearing what I'm saying. One of the things that made Jesus increase in wisdom and revelation was his Bible discussion. So when it's family's day, we come and we are discussing the word of God. Don't be sitting there like Mumu. Ask a question. Be involved. Be involved. Be involved. Jesus, the Bible says, and it came to pass after three days, he sat in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing and asking them questions. Somebody say, hearing and asking them. The Bible says in verse number 47, and all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. They say, Oh, this guy is too young, and yet he's too wise. May that be said of you. 
I said, may that be said of you. Too young, yet too wise. Because he has rubbed his minds with excellent minds. Of course, habitual reading. Somebody say habitual reading. Listen, be a reader. I said, be what? Be a reader. This is a screen addicted generation. This generation likes, it's an audio visual generation. We like to hear and we like to, in fact, here in crowd, people like to watch. That's why Facebook is making money. That's why YouTube is making money. People like to watch. It's good to watch. But listen, what you will get in reading, you will get in watching. I have read books and listened to expositions from the same book. And I benefited much more from the book than what I had. Yeah. A book can be written, a sermon can be preached about it. But when you pick the book and you read the book, you are bound to receive much more. The man, Paul, was a man of books. Daniel, the Bible says, I understood by books. Daniel understood by what? Receive grace to be studious. In the mighty name of Jesus, receive grace to walk in revelation. Hunger for the word of God. May that hunger be born in your spirit of fresh. In the mighty name of Jesus. Pastor Afroqua has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afroqua on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services at our headquarters church, 6.45 a.m. to 8 a.m. for our first service, 8.30 a.m. to 9.45 a.m. for our second service, and 10.15 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. for our third service, and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 7.45 p.m. Locate us on the top floor of Nanama Ejakumar Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santati Runabout, Kumasi. Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Embassy of Life Chapel. God richly bless you. Never, never, never